podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined by Andy. Happy Valentine's Day, babe. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day indeed. Will it be a happy Valentine's Day as Leeds United visit the capital to take on Arsenal? Today we'll discuss our away fixture at the Emirates. It's our first league fixture at the Emirates. We will go through the head-to-head record, discuss our predictions on the lineup, give our thoughts on what the score might be, and then always afterwards we will get together and emotionally discuss our thoughts, feelings, and where our heads at for the next few days before we play Wolverhampton. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm good. It sounds like you're in a wind tunnel, though. Where are you? Right, let's get all these excuses slash apologies out of the way. I'm at home, my internet's gone, so we're on we're on mobile, so sound quality's gonna be poor and Wait, yeah, it's poorer, poorer. The sound quality is going to be a lower league version of our lower league existing sound quality. And yeah, it's whistling around. There's the wind. It's singing a fair song at the moment. It sounds beautiful, mate, just like you. Oh, you're too oh, kind. It's Valentine's Day, mate. And uh, like you said, then we'll emotionally discuss how we're feeling after the game. And it will be because I've got 12 cans of punk. Well, everybody's excited for that. There are other beers of beer brands available, but, you know, get in touch. I'm more than happy to talk about them. In fact, I'm drinking cider today, Andy. I thought when you said you were in cider, you, you were talking about what you're doing later on. Andy. I'm talking about apple-based booze. So, yeah, and this is probably worth saying that I do have four very nice Erdingers that my lovely wife bought for me for today. But, and I don't know, how how does anyone feel about this? I don't like drinking my favourite drink during the football because I know if I end up drinking a bit, I'll power drink through it and I don't taste it. It's more a nervous thing, which means that I shouldn't drink at all, which was why... Drink safely, drink responsibly, but I ain't touching them airdingers because I just I, won't enjoy them. I reckon you're definitely gonna. Yeah, we'll see, won't we? Uh, see what see what a couple of cans of cider do to my uh, what's the word willpower? What's that? No idea. I think he plays for Wigan. Right, head to head record. We have won forty one, drawn thirty three, and lost forty seven. Arsenal have won six of the past eight meetings. Uh, the game earlier in the season was a nil-nil draw, the only nil-nil fixture we've had this season. We should have won it by five. That's an exaggeration, but we probably could have done. And beautifully in that game, well, I think part of the problem was that Pepe got sent off, which caused their ambition to go, and they sat deep. And if they'd have nicked one, it felt like they were going to nick one just because of you know, leads that. I loved it this week when Bamford's come out and said, uh, Alioski said, I'm really excited about this game. Why? Because I'm playing my friend Pepe. You can imagine him just like that, can't you? Oh, mate, definitely. Do you know what? I think this is going to be a positive leads that experience. As in, never won in the capital for 50 million years. We haven't won in the capital for donkeys, have we? We've got a load of players missing. They've got one of their best players missing, but that don't matter, does it? I just think that we're going to actually have a positive lead to that experience. I think we're going to go to London. No one's expecting anything. And I think we're going to come away with a cheeky smash and grabber. I can't wait. I'm really excited. 
me and Matt were talking earlier and saying that uh, the last time me and well, the last time Leeds United played in the league at Arsenal was at Highbury and we lost 5 0. And our mate Michael Dubry was uh, guilty of trying to play Thierry Henry on, offside. And uh, Henry scored four that night. We were on Sky because we were stood right in front of it. Harry Redknapp was in the box. He got some absolute pelters all night. And then the phone starts going, you were, you were at Highbury, lads. You were at Highbury, lads. You, uh, it's Friday night kickoff. You're, are you not at work in the morning? Yeah, yeah, I'll be at work in the morning. On the banter bus all the way back up the A1. You didn't get to work, did you? I did get to work, yeah. It was back in the day when we were youths. We were youths then. It wasn't a problem. You could do a Friday down in London, get on the bus, a little bit of sleep, get up, go to work. Terry Henry used to take a piss out of us, didn't he? He'd always score. Do you remember he, he, he kind of came out of, he joined Arsenal again and <laughs> towards Zach Thompson, a new one. Yeah, came out pensioner. Another game that we should have done well. And he's, uh, yeah, come out of retirement and absolutely smashed us. So. That's the game that we had uh, two Finnish lads playing, didn't we? Mika Vironen and Mikhail Forsell. And I remember getting Vironen thinking, we've got an absolute world here. And he was wrong again, which will be no shock to anybody who is listening. Well, we've had a few runs at the at the Capital. Uh, well, we've had a few runs at the Capital, but we've had a few uh, runs at the Emirates as well. And, you know, this feels like the best opportunity that we've had in terms of we're actually going there ahead of them in the league today. Well, that's it. We're playing a, a, an Arsenal team that normally would be fearing, but let's look at it pragmatically. They're crap. They're worse than us. <laughs> Well, they're, a, they're a bang average mid-table side. Well, team news. Uh, we're doing this ahead of the the uh, team announcement, so we're speculating, really. I'll just run through. You said that arguably Arsenal's best players out. Party's out. Tierney's out. And the Arsenal fans are, are disappointed about that. Louise and Leno are back available. I thought Louise's ban was longer than that. Um, okay, that's that's great news that Sideshow Bob can play. Uh, <laughs> they isn't it remarkable that last January they took Enketia back to go play in the first team because he wasn't getting enough time at Leeds and now we're playing them we're ahead of them in the league Bamford's still in the team he's been talked about for England and they desperately don't want Enketia to play because he isn't productive enough mate and am I right in thinking we've got game and hand on him at least we've got game and hand on him as well yeah so if we win we would go, I think, four points ahead of them with a game in hand. So it's, it's you know, interesting times. But the Leeds team news, we don't expect Calvin Phillips to feature today, which whilst Rodrigo Hernandez are out as well, um, and we already had Dallas playing in a sort of centrally kind of role. And we've got Cock and Cooper, Cock and Lorente out too, haven't we? Don't forget that. We I do. I think this is why we're doing the, the pre-match now. I think it must be a laugh to see how wrong we get this team lineup. Yeah, so who are you sticking in instead of Calvin? Well, should I give you my predicted 11? Yeah, do I think it. You can, you can give me yours and see see how wrong we are after. Yeah, that sounds good, if we remember. We, we won't. So I'm going Melier in sticks. Safe, safe. yeah. I'm going Dallas at right back. I'm mm-hmm. going... Luke Ayling and Liam Cooper at centre half. Alioski left back. Yeah. Pascal Strike in the Phillips role, which. Yeah. 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 
Um, and then I'm going Helda Costa on the wing with Rafinha playing in the attacking mid-roll where Rodrigo was, with Click next to him, Harrison on the left, and Bamford up top. I like what you did there. I think... You're thinking Jamie Shaq's getting in, aren't you? Well, do you know, I started thinking oh. Jamie... I started thinking Jamie Shaq's getting in, but I ended up thinking he's going to play Tyler Roberts there. Oh, yes, that's a good shout. I think unless, he'll play unless, Tyler Roberts in well, the Dallas... No, because He'll chuck Shaq at right back, won't he? He might chuck he Shaq. He might chuck Shaq at right back with Ailing going into centre half and Stroke going into defensive mid roll and keeping Dallas and Click where they were. Yeah, quite possibly, mate. I think there are. This is both the beauty of it and obviously the the horrors of having such a threadbare injury ravaged squad. Is Ooh, that great word? I love the word ravaged. Well, it's Valentine's Day, and Uh-oh. yeah, the, the the beauty of it is that the way we are set up, there are endless permutations of how he may tweak this, and to the point where we're all overthinking it, and he'll just do something dead straightforward. He'll just go like, "We'll stick Shaq in that holding role," which would be probably ludicrous. But hey, it, 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 did it against Phil, didn't he? And smished it exactly. So, and arguably, he's done it better. Than, than Pascal, who's settled into that partnership. So why would you why would you risk damaging that? Pascal strikes applied for a Belgian passport because he's going to get called up for the Belgian national team, the number one ranked team in men's football. Where what do you, you think heard, about that? I, I think where the bloody hell have you heard that? It's all over the place. That's that's awesome. He's he's obviously Dutch, and they, they talk. There's talks about a, a battle ensuing for the um, rights to get Pascal to be going out for them before the other nuts in it. Do you know what? If if start of the season, you said you got sent. Uh, you know, bloody hell! This punk's kicking in already. So start of the season, yeah, yeah. Someone said to you that it's going to be Cooper and Strike in centre half. You'd be, you'd be questioning it, wouldn't you? Be scared. They've been bloody solid. Last time been, out, they were outstanding. Pascal Stroik at centre half is doing really well. And what is it? 13, 14? I mean, he's built like Chewbacca, isn't he? But he's absolutely settled in class for a young lad, hasn't he? He's a true story of bringing someone in and going, like, showing what you can do if you spot. Your own opportunities and not not just we've got this is going to sound disrespectful to Lorente and I don't mean it to but they're, they're two different stories aren't they we've got two sets of halves there one that we've paid for as a prospect and nurtured through the system and he's starting and one that we've thrown the money at because we needed to who sadly at the moment it isn't it isn't happening for tell you it's, what Pascal's great but he needs to practice in front at goal doesn't he well, apparently he said he's gonna he's gonna work on it because that was my other Michael Dubry reference that we used to call him fifty pence said, and now finally, sadly, someone's come in and got the moniker. To be fair to Pascal Stroke, that means that we've got someone who's getting on the ahead end of uh, the crosses and actually heading the thing. So well, we're Coop, making Coop's progress. Had couple, Coop's had a couple of digs too, hasn't he? He has, and he uh, he scored. He scored at Old Trafford ahead of did uh, Liam Cooper when I. Hopefully they weren't just feeling sorry for us, but 
we've done all right. We've done all right. It's been an exciting season. And as we've got to this 32 points mark and the bottom three look like... Sorry, uh, sorry say that again. As we've got to the 32 points mark and the bottom Woo! three look... And, and they look like fighting each other for record low totals. I'm not looking up. I'm certainly not looking over my shoulder at the moment. I'm just wanting to enjoy it. Go out and enjoy it and learn things. And these players are like all the Rafinha Liverpool talk is incredibly flattering, but incredibly irritating as well. I don't don't buy into that either. We don't need to flog him, do we? Especially after one season, unless they came in with something dumb like 155 million quid, they wouldn't even entertain it because as long as we can match his ambitions going forward, which I think we probably can, or else he wouldn't have signed in the first place. And there's no point in coming in. It is this. So I'm not worried about that. No. I'd be, I'd be more worried about losing Calvin. Well, absolutely. Because as we've seen today, you start to think, well, who's coming in to uh, replace? It, all it is, mate, is what, like what I've just said, is matching ambitions. So we now have a squad of international footballers and they're going to want to play in Europe. So we need to make sure that within, well, by the end of next season, that we're looking like we're going to be getting into a European spot, don't we? Albeit yeah. if it's the Europa League, you know, I know it sounds ridiculous because we've just come up and it's ambition and a kind of punk getting me carried away. But it's true, isn't it? If you look at it, Calvin Phillips signed a five-year deal last season. To, yeah, we must have had, I think didn't, there was rumoured that there was a contract clause in there saying if we didn't go up, he could go. But now we're in the Premier League and he's got us and now he's playing for England. He's realistically going to go to Euros, isn't he? More than likely, if he keeps playing the way he is, he's going to be starting. We need to be able to match their ambitions and crack on. There's only so much love can buy you, sadly, in modern day football. I hope I'm wrong. I'd like to think it was me. I'd stick about, but it's a short career. You need to make the most of it when you can, can't you? So I really, really hope that we're going to be looking at we're matching ambitions and just cracking on and really going for it if you believe what the owners say and the investment they've made behind the scenes with the 49ers then you know the future could be very very bright and when we get back to other mode we could be hearing that Champions League music oh he's had a beer oh dearie mate well tell you what on Arsenal mania they're not feeling it they are not in a good way at the moment um, and someone put if we sign Bamford I'm genuinely done with this club I haven't laughed at him in the championship for years to see him running out at the carpet I, I assume they called the Emirates the carpet are they linked to Bamford? But I don't know if they just I don't know if one of them had said we should sign Bamford and someone said I was taking the mick out of him last season too when Leeds opted for Bamford instead of Aguetia but he's done well this season but I agree he's definitely not Arsenal level and then they put Actually, he is in our current state, but not if we're looking to get Champions League football. What, ho- what, hopefully, what? Leeds still have an interest in Aketia and we use him as part of a deal for Rafinha. <laughs> Ooh, uh, oh, mate, world's gone absolutely batshit crazy on it. They're what? saying that Bamford couldn't play for them. We're above them in the league currently. Granted, we might not be for very long, but we are. And he's, what is it? second top English scorer in league is he? Yeah he's doing doing very well he's knocking on all he, Bamford has been absolutely immense this season and you know long may it continue all the Bamford there's doubters and they're, they're you know people I don't blame people questioning others when they don't get it right but you've but there is a way in which to do it a time in which to do it 
and we are supporters and we're there to support the team. So the, we've talked about this at length in the past, but you can't pretend now that you've you've always loved the fella, can you? Equally, there's only a couple of people I've heard still trying to uh, pick flaws and prove themselves that they were that they were right all along. But Bamf- we we've always backed Bamford. We fair, yeah, yeah, we have, yeah, big time. My father-in-law hasn't, but he's very happily saying, "I've had to suck up my pride here. I've had to." Oh mate, I cannot wait till we get back to the road and I can give it large to him. Well, he's going to be embarrassed anyway when he walks in. <laughs> So, uh, thanks to El Loco Joe, as always, for providing referee information. I've wait, seen different... wait a minute, mate. It's Valentine's Day. We need what, to you... just tell her how much we love her, don't we? You do. You, 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 you know, I've never heard you mention it. Well, I've got a fondness for Joe. Yeah. You know, lucky Joe. Joe, never disclose any further information to Andy. Just keep yourself safe. The referee for Sunday's visit will be Stuart Atwell. Luton support hasn't referenced since that Aston Villa game in April 2019. VAR is Andre Mariner, and that tells it all. So that guy lost the plot in that game. Wonder if that'll be in his head at all. I hope Berardi's on bench. (laughs) That'd be mid. No way you're sticking Berardi on. If he puts Berardi on the bench, it's just for that experience to be there. Cheerleader him. Just make sure the ref knows that he can uh, he can be terrified because we've got a lion who doesn't forget. I don't think Bernardo was playing that game, was he? Don't know, don't know. I've, I just, but I just like I just like the idea of having one there, just being intimidated and being hard. That day was ridiculous. I just remember seeing Pontus Janssen in the Player of the Year awards, and like everyone was fine, even though the season had gone to pot, hadn't it? Everyone was fine and. Pontus was sulking and he wouldn't have it. Like, he was so angry. He was dragging off like Liam Cooper to one side to, like, to whisper about stuff like like kids in the playground when everyone else was just having a chilled, relaxed time. Anyways, you look back on these things, don't you? Had a few beers that day too, didn't we? Anyway, go on then. What's your prediction? 2-0 leads. Oh, mate, me too. Talk me through you. I feel confident on the back of Monday's performance. I know that we don't have Calvin uh, playing, but I think everybody is capable of stepping up in this Leeds team. I think they'll take confidence from the last fixture. I think it's a big, expansive pitch that they'll enjoy playing on. I think Arsenal chop and change around a lot. They've, They've had a couple of poor results. And it's a good time to be playing them. So why not go out and be confident? I think the lads will be. I need to be as well. I'm 2-0 too, mate. Um, I th- I'm going to go even one step further and say Pascal Stroik's going to score and Patrick Bamford's going to score. So that's my prediction. I think you've, you've heard us there just kind of being a bit Davidson, giving it big and but Arsenal are Jekyll and Hyde. They're either unbelievable or they're dodgy as. I just think of all the rubbish football and results that we've had in London over the last couple of years, the fact we're missing a few, I just see us winning today. I, I can't see past it and I can't wait. On the back of that, what's your word? Content. I'm content with where we are at the at the current state as a football club. It's probably the most content I've been as a fan for the last 20 years, probably. Just because I, I don't, like you said before, I don't feel like looking over his shoulders. I don't feel like I'm chasing something that we're not going to achieve like the last few years when... 
we've been nowhere near getting to the Premier League. I've not had the stress of trying to get to the Premier League. I've not had the distress of being in a relegation battle, dropping into League One. I've not had the stress of us cocking up, getting out of League One. I just feel really content. For the first time in a long time, I feel quite calm as a Leeds United fan. And it's strange, isn't it? I think content's appropriate as well because if you find enough content in this uh, rambling of a first half to put into a podcast, then we'll be laughing as well, won't we? Go on then, Chloe Dick. What's your word? Oh, do you know, it's tricky because I'm still grinners. Grinners. I'm still grinning from Monday night. I really yeah. enjoyed that one. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. And uh, I hope that when we come back after this, we will still be grinners because I think we definitely deserve three points in that first game and we don't want to leave it two-game mini-season against the Arsenal with one point out of six when we should have taken three or more. Let's see. Hopefully we'll be grinning. We'll be back after this. Right, well, we're back and uh, I'm not grinning anymore. It's Arsenal 4, Leeds United 2. Andy, ugh. Well, we both got the uh, two goals for Leeds United, right? And I got a Pascal strike call in it, you know, so. Yeah, let's just let's just uh, call it that, call it a day. That was um, a woeful first half display, Andy. Talk us from through it from your angle. Ah, it's, let, let's not shy behind it. The one thing I like about us as a podcast, if you like, or what, what would you describe us as? We're a podcast, but like, are we a rational podcast? Are we a bias? What are we? Well, we're not impartial, are we? We're partial commentators. Balanced. We were wank first half. We were good second half. Yeah. Is it easy to be good when you're already 4-0 down or is it really hard to be good? Does it matter if you're good when you're 4-0 down if you don't get a draw out of it? We didn't do the easy things right tonight. We, we were the complete everything that I've been laughing at other teams for over the weekend and over the last few games. We were poor goalkeeping decisions, but I'm not going to hang Melier to dry because I think he's outstanding. I think... Am I right in believing that he is one clean sheet away from breaking Joe Hart's record for under 21s in yeah, the Premier League debut season? Is that right? They're drawing on seven clean sheets each now. He's yes, got how, it, yeah. how, how many games has he got now? Like he's got 16 or something dumb to break the record. He's a good yeah. goalkeeper. He's had a bloody mare tonight. Let's not beat around the bush. If he were Kiko we'd be hanging him out to try and we'd be fuming about this, but he's not. He's not an experienced Champions League bench warmer winner. <laughs> he's, he's a very good young goalkeeper who's had a shocker tonight. These things happen. Interestingly, the, the, the thing that catches my attention about this result and essentially our first half of the podcast is A, in part one, I'd had two beers, now I've had 12. And secondly, is that we were discussing what the lineup might be and how it might affect the dynamic of the team. And we both agreed that the Phillips role was crucial, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you rightly said, 
would you change the defence that's been strong or would you just change the one position? And we opted to change both and it bit us in the backside tonight, didn't it? And look, I'm not criticising Bielsa here because I'm simply not game for that because I ain't good enough. <laughs> I ain't going to pretend I'm good enough, but logic seems to suggest that we might have absolutely knacked ourselves tonight. Would you agree? Yes. I think beforehand we were really intrigued how he was going to switch it round. And as we said, there were, there were so many permutations of what you could do. I didn't feel that Jamie Shackleton looked comfortable right from the start. And it felt like they were targeting that kind of area. Is and that because they shifted three players rather than one? Or is it because he didn't look comfortable as an individual? Because Aylin's looked comfortable there this season, hasn't he? Yeah, both. It's both. And when Strike plays in that role, he doesn't offer the the, the same that Calvin Phillips does. I mean, I've, I've we're recording this an hour after the end of the game, so I've seen a variety of stats and opinion and other bits and pieces. You know, we, we beat Aston Villa 3-0 without Calvin Phillips playing. So it is doable. Strike actually started that and was hooked. It is doable. You've got to maybe ride the storm. We didn't ride any storm. We we uh, we didn't we weather. Cr- we created the storm. We created the storm. We we did, and it was the first goal. Oh, very quick. The first goal is again feels poor positional by a goalkeeper who's had an outstanding season. It then hits your nerves. We've then got a lifeline when ref's given a penalty. Ref, I felt ref couldn't wait to give everything their direction all afternoon, to be honest with you. I'd, like He was very quick to wave his arm in that direction. It, we've had some brilliant refs recently, and it, even when we've lost, I think we've had refs who've, who've refed the game properly, how they've seen it, and they've let it flow. You can tell you're a teacher. However... Today, loves an official he, that kid. He was he was very happy to uh, to stop it for the nigglier ones, for the things. I think Saka's an amazing talent, and 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 he played brilliantly. But he he and it might just be the pace he plays at, but he, he goes off his feet very quickly. Well, I I, I got hammered for this uh, in our little WhatsApp group. I said for the penalty that wasn't a penalty. I said if that's not given against us. I'm fuming. If it's given against us, I'm fuming for the one that wasn't given in the first half for Arsenal. Everyone's gone. Second half, Paddy has been pushed off it in the exact same circumstance in my book. Shoved off it. What's your opinion on that one, Paul? Well, my my uh, my opinion on that one is that it's a very similar kind of thing. It's a kind of coming together of two players. Is it a pen? They either both are or they both aren't, and they both weren't. So we'll we'll go with that today. But then Melier's made like I think he hasn't had the ball. He hasn't been able to see the passes that he's not normally able to make. And Aubameyang's put him under two or three times before he's made that one. There's a few where I've gone. <gasps> And then he's brought him down, shocking. And then, like for Bellerin to to like, like they've broken all like the amount of records they broke this afternoon. I was devastated. First biggest score Arsenal have had at home for a million years. For click, first time click. he scored a hat trick. Oh, your Meg's click. It was click should not get meds in the area. That's no. uh, that's criminal. Bellerin's had a mare for like all three. Up but until that. <laughs> he's still. 
it's still a huge, huge prospect. I am not too concerned about this result. I know that makes shock you because you get annoyed at me because normally I'm coming on going, what are you on about? Blah, 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 blah. How could you enjoy that? I hated that. I hated that game. I was so angry, kicking stuff all over my lounge. Yeah. However, we're on 32 points. How many games left? 15? Yep. We've got one more win to get. I've said for a few podcasts that we've got to get to 35 points. One more win. We've still got West Brom. We've still got Fulham. We've still got Sheffield United. We've got Southampton twice. We've got a load more guff to play. <laughs> We're going to be safe as houses. We still might actually, luckily, break into the Europa League. Europa League places. <laughs> Europa what, League places. What, what are we breaking into? Breaking into your bubble. <laughs> we might break into the Europa League places. There's every chance. Let's enjoy it. But the saddest thing about all this is that we're not there. That's the only thing that melts me. Yeah, hugely. And as Matthew's pointed out to us in our chats, that he'd have got people would have gone down, gone boxing, <laughs> gone to the game, and it would have been biggest leads that weekend ever. So it's probably being at home right now. Some people will take a bit of solace in that, but the second half performance. We we shouldn't. I don't want to dwell on the result. Let's. We won the second half. That was important. And we scored two great goals. We scored from a brilliant set piece again. What, what's your position on Costa? My position on Costa was that I was... It felt like the changes at half time weren't going to enhance the team. They were just changing... To kind of give people, in fact, I'll say it's, it of all the said, substitutions. He said, said Clicks injured, hasn't he? He said Clicks injured. It felt to me as though the changes were sort of, we know where we're at with this. I'm going to give people some game time. Although Helder Costa came in, in fact, both of them did. Tyler Roberts and Helder Costa came in and gave performances that didn't say, I, you must start me, but they said, I'm still here for a reason. Well, the second goal. You'd definitely argue they're here for a reason. But the Arsenal goal, you're looking at Costa going, bloody hell, fire. What's up here? And that's that's the frustration, and that's why... You, 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 you're, saying, you're saying, take your head for a shite, defend properly, don't give it away, don't be dominated, be yourself. And it goes back to the old adage that I've been saying for the last two years. Some of his performances are decaffeinated. It'll, it'll kick on and it'll be bloody unbelievable. Fulham game, unreal. Yeah? No arguments. Tonight, his goal's fantastic, but he's given one away. He nearly gave one away against Leicester when he came on. You can't have that because now we're at crunch time, aren't we? We're at, oh, we're, yeah. We're at a point where everything matters and you've got to be bang on the money. Well, to what today was about ultimately for me because we should be safe from relegation we've got one point less than we had when we got relegated last time we've got 15 games to rectify it we've got all them teams that you're calling guff teams but we've got enough time to sort that out play the guff teams tonight lost 4-2 mate yeah but they they made changes that improved them we didn't have that capacity so it's one of them where Bielsa the board 
everyone will be able to look at it and clearly highlight we have even though we have one in the past where Calvin's out we're incredibly vulnerable in that area we're incredibly light because he is so important for us um, and what he offers and those last few games where we've had a stable back five uh, or back six even even though we lost the Everton game there were a couple of errors in there but we've we've it wasn't like today where it was this was the first time since probably since the scum game that that it all fell apart wasn't it and so we've we've massively improved across that run whether or not we've we've got all the wins or etc but we've we've been more consistent we've been tighter and that first half it didn't and it was it was due to the changes there were a lot of changes and a lot of tweaks and we don't yet and you wouldn't we're a we're a team coming out of the championship. No team comes out of the championship with a squad that's ready to compete at the top end of the Premier League. So it doesn't it doesn't matter to that extent. But what matters is the recruitment moving forwards and knowing that when we come to the end of the summer, that we're in a stronger position in sept well August than we were this August slash September slash whatever month this day it started. I disagree. Which but- bit of it? I, I did quite a, a lengthy monologue. I think that we we could just about push for Europe if we pulled the strings out of our asses. Yeah, but that that's not a disagreement. I it mean, is. I, I didn't. Well, I didn't say we couldn't push for Europe. So what, what, what did what did you say? You said the not made signings that would suggest we could. No, I didn't say that. I don't think you're fully listening. I think it's the twelve cans. I've what I said is, I've got I've got one left. I've got one in the one in the can. What my point was today highlighted how uh, fragile our squad is, and that as a pro- as a promoted team, come next year we know what hopefully what we'll need to do, and it's exciting that we're in a position to be able to push on. Ah, so what you're saying is what I said in the first half of the podcast would I've not had eleven cans. More than likely, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And I said you've got to match ambitions of players like Phillips and Rafinha to yes. make it. In- yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're making loads of sense, and I'm chatting guff. Who's your man of the match today, Andy? I'm reverting to type and going player of the year so far, Stuart Dallas. I think he got moved around. Every player was onto a hiding today because no one looked comfortable. Everyone was shoved left, right, in the middle, up top, up back, up. You know what I mean? Everywhere, and the uh, only player who was consistent was probably Stuart D. Stroke obviously scored his goal, like I suggested in the first half, but he didn't look comfortable in central defensive midfield, where he's looked very good in, in centre back. So, only person I can really go is, is Stuart D. What are you saying? Gonna go Huggins. Is that a joke or not? No, it's serious. I'm uh, thrilled for joke. him that. He- <laughs> To be honest with you, making your debut, coming on in those circumstances and not putting a foot wrong, I think fair play to him. You're wrong. I mean, Huggins did nothing wrong, but it, it, it's not mad at match, is he? Christ. No, Rafinha is, but I've given it him to... Why so is many... Rafinha mad at match? What's the weird? It's his award, isn't it? If he's, if he's mad at match, it's for all, isn't it? Johnson, no, by that I mean, by that I mean... Uh, on the BBC, on the player ratings, on their averages today, our man of the match, It's this is the order. Is that Noel Whelan, by the way? It's No, this is on, you can vote for your man of the match on the BBC website throughout the game. And this is the overall player ratings. Well, they uh, just pick the favourite player, aren't they? 
man of the match is uh, with with an average of six. So you you score them all. Six uh, Rafinha, then five point eight nine Helder Costa, five point eight seven. What? Huggins, what? Oh my! Five point eight Roberts, five point seven five Strike. Your man of the match nowhere near. Guess, guess who was bottom? Melier. <laughs> Correct. Oh well, fuck me. No, it's a hard one to pull pull a man of the match out of today because we didn't really come out of it with. And so I can completely understand why you go to Stuart Dallas, who Stuart Dallas never looks to put a foot wrong, whether we do, whether we win 4 0 or we lose 4 0. Stuart Dallas is consistent and, and he was consistent today. So I, I, I do agree with you. But I, I was pleased for Huggins to, to get a start and to come into difficult circumstances and uh, show some character. I felt bad for Shaq today. It wasn't his day. First half, I said the words content. I'm sticking with content. Uh, we got onto words now, and the word is still content because we've got to get one more victory for safety. We've got 15 left. Uh, Fulham, West Brom. West Brom drew against Scum today, but they're awful, as are West Brom. So we're going to be all right. We're going to get there. We're going to get over that line. We've got to get to summer and look at how we improve. And as I said in the first half of the podcast, Look at making sure that those players that we currently have have their ambitions met and that we can get to Europe and we can do well for the following season. We've lost in the blooming capital again, haven't we? Standard. What on, what on earth is that? Like, it, it, It's so much of a non-thing that it's become a thing. Yeah, but look, you've got to see it that we've got Fulham coming up and they are deadly guff. Deadly, deadly, deadly guff. Oh, Andy. Andy, don't do this to us. Well, I'm going to go with Steady. Because... John, John Stead. Harrogate Town Superstar. So, no, Steady is in... It was, uh, it was good that we were able to steady it in the second half and it didn't get utterly silly. And we've got to say, stay steady away because we're on 32 points. We've still got a game in hand on Arsenal against Southampton next week. So it doesn't mean that we're, uh, we're behind them for, for too long. Hopefully we can get back, back to it. Hopefully Calvin's injury is just a steady one as well. And that he'll be back in before you know it. And we we'll, We'll be we'll be steady away this season and hopefully kick on. So, well, if you have come and listened to that after watching that game, we very much appreciate it. And we will be back after Friday's game with a Wolverhampton podcast where hopefully we'll be grinners again. Sports Social Podcast Network.